that was the worst. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Let me adjust my mic. I was doing something. I'm working on some things. Let's stop this. And I also... Da-da-da! Was able... Let me do one more thing. Yesterday it would not allow me, and sometimes this happens, Facebook will not allow me to download. Facebook will not allow me to download my own videos. It's annoying. There are times. It's like one out of every 10 video. It won't allow me to download so that I can upload it to YouTube and then upload the audio to podcast. So yesterday I was unable to upload anything except to Facebook and it's irritating. It, it irks me, but I let it go. So for those of you listening to a podcast today, I am now recording it. I should do this every time just as a backup, and I haven't been. Um, But I do apologize. There are episodes that I can't. It won't allow me. And I, if I try to play it again and re-record it audio from my computer, the noise is very distorted and crackly. Um, So I just, I don't do it that way. Um... A couple of things you guys yesterday yesterday was Wednesday Wednesday what a beautiful day I was actually excited to go to work yesterday I was a little bit what was I yesterday I was distracted in my mind my mind was going like this I have so much stuff going on right now it's like God's working in me with some things first he was cleansing me spiritually and emotionally and now I'm actually going through a fast cleansing and you saw me when I started the video I I have been drinking this it's kombucha I heard about it a couple years ago I had a friend who wanted me to try it but because it's fermented um you can't be drinking this and being on a 24-7 program because it's fermented um but I found this one and I wanted to try it. It's got a lot of, it's got rosemary, mint, sage, and green tea. Um, so the ingredients are brew tea, water, green tea, rosemary, peppermint, sage, dandelion root, cane sugar, live kombucha culture, which is yeast and bacteria. Um, I've, I've heard that dandelion root is really good for you. I actually saw somebody selling the jam for dandelion. I heard it's good for some things I've never done the full research on it but I am curious so when I saw this I was like you know what I want to try it I actually tried a couple there was another one that was a cayenne pepper one and I drank that one yesterday after work and it was really good it was really good it's different the taste is different um I know 
my daughter, she wasn't into it. Um, she smelled it and she's like, oh, no. Um, but I am. I like it. Uh, I was definitely, and I drank one yesterday before I went to work. It's 60 calories for one bottle. And it comes in a glass bottle. But I've been, I saved them because I don't know. I might reuse them again. I'm like that. I like to save nifty little things like this. But I like what it feels like so yesterday after i drank it and i was really distracted during my video i realized i'm gonna fast god is pushing me to fast to cleanse out and um for things that are going on and as well as since right before it's been about a month that i have been kind of not completely on what my diet used to be um i've i've eaten donuts i've eaten junk i've eaten processed food and it's bogged me down it's weighed me down it's made me very lazy um and not that i eat it a lot but i just want to go back to what I used to do, which was, you know, exercising every day. I had certain proportions I ate. Um, and the full moon is coming up next week. And I really just want to do another fast. I feel it. Like I feel my body is wanting this. So I'm going with it. Um, and if you follow your body, our bodies are very smart. We're intelligently built. If we follow what our body says, like yesterday, I had no idea. It just hit me. I was like, I'm going to fast. I'm going to fast. There's a reason for it. Um, I'm going to be initially cleansing from all this stuff that's in my body that I need to cleanse out, which the kombucha is going to help with. That's what it's going to help with. It's just going to flush out my system of all that junk I ate. Um, but it's going to mentally clear me out. I feel like there's just a lot of things in the new year I just need to just wipe clean. Um, and with the full moon coming up, I don't know. Like, that's what God wants me to do. That's what I'm going to do. But this is actually really good, you guys. And the taste is bright. It tastes bright, alive, lively. I feel lively when I drink it. But it's different. It's definitely different. So, I don't know if I want to drink it all right now. So on top of it as well, we had our president's warning yesterday, which was, you know, around the country, everybody was talking, you know, at my work, they were talking about how, you know, President Trump wasn't there and it was inappropriate and I don't know. There was a lot of people talking. I really don't fancy for that. It really didn't bother me. I know people tried to show me that by, because I'm not democratic i'm just not i'm republican that's just how i vote um those are where my values and my standards and my morals and that's where all the things that i feel that's where it all lies is in the republican side it's just the way it is that's how i stand i mean i'm allowed that um I know one of my coworkers was like, look, Biden used his family Bible. 
<laughs> I go, just because they make it look good doesn't mean he is good. So those things don't catch me. Like, just because you make your presence look pretty in public doesn't mean you're a good person. We can all be fake in front of public. I know. When people show me that, I think, yeah, I used to be the biggest fake in the world. But deep down, I knew who I was. So you can't BS me with that facade. Get that out of here. Just because somebody shows me a Bible doesn't make you a believer. Just means you're trying to, like, no. Just because you show me a big Bible that your family had for generations, it doesn't make you valid. Like, what's valid is in your actions. What are you doing with your Christianity? I got to be careful. I work with people who are Democrats, so I got to be kind. Um, this week we had a civil protest within my household. I do want to share this. I didn't get a chance to share you guys. Civil protest within our home, right? My son wanted to protest against, uh, let's say a structure that I have implemented in my home. How do I put this? This is just, so I... I require my children to fold their clothes a certain way. I want them to be brought up in a correct way with correct habits. Um, I'm meticulous. I want him to roll his socks a certain way. And I do this too. These are things that I do that I, I want my children to do because our lifestyle is a reflection of who we are. And this is no joke. If you're a sloppy person in your house, you're a sloppy person in your life. You will not, you're not going to get it together. You're not going to be successful by being sloppy, by being cluttery. You're just not. You can't. Because if your house is going to be in disarray, so is your mental processing system. So is the inner workings of yourself. Your life is a reflection of who you are on the inside. So I'm very meticulous the way things are. Like we, there's a place for everything and it should be neat and organized. So I require my kids to hang up their clothes, fold their pants a certain way. I also require um, my son to roll his socks um, and roll his boxers. Yes, I said it. I make him organize his sock and underwear drawer. Um, and I was in there on Monday. He had to do laundry Monday because he didn't have school Monday. And I checked his drawers and I asked why they weren't neat and organized because he just throws his stuff in there. And he goes, I don't want to. He goes, that doesn't matter. He goes, why would it matter? And he got really, up. he's like, why does it matter what it looks like? And I go, because it's a reflection of your life. I go, you need to have these good habits now so that you have good habits later. And he's young. He's not, it doesn't click yet because he's still a child. He needs guidance. He needs shepherding. I love that word. I love that word shepherding. He needs to be shepherded correctly with love. And I said, well, I want you to because it's a good habit. And as he got done um, getting his room all cleaned and he was getting ready to go wash his clothes, he goes, I don't want to. And I go, okay, 
You don't have to, but you don't get electronics either. If you want the privilege of having electronics in this home and you you have to, if you want that privilege, you have to earn it by taking care of all the things you have. Because see, even your socks and underwear are items that are yours. They are yours that you need to take care of and you need to value. You need to value all things. If you're not going to value your socks and underwear, then you don't have the privilege of having electronics. And he's got an Xbox and he's got a computer and he's got a Wi-Fi phone that he gets on and watches YouTube. And he goes, okay. And he stood his ground. He, he no kidding, he stood in front of me right in this very area and he goes, that's fine. I don't want my electronics. I don't want to fold my socks and underwear. And that went on all day. And finally he came up to me. Here's the thing about a civil protest. I pay the bills and electronics are a privilege and he understands that I have the authority to remove those privileges for a valid reason and we made an agreement him and I came to a civil agreement we sat and I go this is an agreement you're you're going to give up your electronics so that you don't have to fold your socks and underwear he goes yes and later he came back and he goes, I don't want to do it anymore. He goes, I will fold them. He goes, I'm getting very upset because I don't have my electronics. I'm used to having them and I'm bored. And he goes, so I'll do it. And I was like, I wonder what lesson. So later on during dinner, I asked him what lesson he learned. He goes, not nothing really. He goes, I just got really angry. I go, well, you learn that some privileges are worth um, worth earning. So that was the mini protest within my home. My son got to experience protesting against me in a civil way, and he learned from it. I allowed him. I allowed him to make the choice of privilege, if he does this one thing, or lose your privilege to stand up and boycott me. It was kind of interesting. So yesterday we finished chapter 15 in Matthew. I thought about a lot about this. I've been thinking a lot about Jesus. It's been on my mind since I started this story. Jesus is just getting worked up. We haven't even touched bases really where the Pharisees are coming in to really get in his face. We haven't really started that. Um but I see it's going to start today. So I'm going to get into it and I want to see how long it is. 16 is not that long. So we should be able to go all the way through. Where did it end up in 15? It ended up being the feeding the 5,000 people, which is very little. And that made very much sense to me. Because when you're getting fed the word of God, that feeds your soul. That's everlasting. That lasts longer than feeding the flesh. It truly does. When somebody is feeding you with the unconditional love of God, it fills you in a different way. It's something the eyes can't see. It's beautiful. Um, in chapter 16, it begins, And the Pharisees and Sadducees came testing... And I want to say that word correct. I've got to do... 
Mounts. Is it with an A? Priests, not the priests, the common order of priests, not the... Always go to Bible Speaks, because they will just say it. I want to say this word correctly. Sees. Sadducees. Sadducees. So, you guys, just so I had it correctly, <clears throat> Sadducees. Then the Pharisees and Sadducees came testing him and asking that he show them a sign from heaven. He answered and said to them, When it is evening, you say, It will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and threatening. Hypocrites, you know how to discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the time. Hmm. <laughs> a wicked and adulterous generation seek after a sign, and no sign shall be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. <clears throat> and he left them and departed. Now when his disciples had come to the other side, they, they had forgotten to take the bread. And Jesus said to them, Take heed and beware of the leaven, the Pharisee, the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have taken no bread. But Jesus, being aware of it, said to them, O you of little faith, why do you reason among yourselves because you have brought no bread? Do you not yet understand or remember the five loaves of the five thousand and how many baskets you took up? nor the seven loaves for four thousand, and how many large baskets you took up? How is it you do not understand that I did not speak to you concerning the bread, but to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees? And they understood that he did not tell them to beware of the leavened bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. See, leaven is, is this thing that you make something grow. Leaven is like the, the yeast that helps the bread grow right so when you talk about the leaven of somebody teaching the leaven of jesus makes things grow in the way that god ordained the way that god wants that's why he sent jesus but the leaven in the in the way that the pharisees and the sadducees make things grow is to make it grow for their gain to feel powerful they only want to feel the power themselves so the way that their leaven is toxic it only allows people to grow in a way that they gain something. It's selfish gain. It's for self. When Jesus came to the region of Caesar era, Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that I am the son of man? Am? Question mark. So they said, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah and others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But he said to them, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to them, blessed are you, Simon Barajona, 
For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And also I say to you that you are Peter, and of this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth will be loosed, lost. It says loosed in here in heaven. Then he commanded his disciples that they should tell no one that he is Jesus Christ. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and raised the third day. First reference. Very first reference. This is the first reference little over halfway where Jesus brings up he knows he knows I wonder when he knew I'll never know I'm just speculating but see now he's letting the disciples in he's telling them I'm gonna die you are going to inherit some things what you bind here on earth it's gonna be bound in heaven you're going to lose some things. And what he means by that, you're going to lose the these earthly things, the toxicity, the behaviors, the mindset, this this you of little faith, that, that part of you that resides with fear. You're going to lose that because you can't carry that in heaven. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it with you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of man. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world, yet loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will reward each according to his works. Assuredly, I say to you, there are some standing here who shall not taste death until they see the Son of Man coming from his kingdom. That is the end of chapter 16. And I want to go back. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? So the Pharisees are wanting to see signs. They want to see signs. Show me. Prove yourself. Prove yourself. This is the way people are. Prove yourself. I want you to prove to me because I don't believe you. Jesus is like, I don't have to prove nothing to you. This is the world we live in today. See, this is a reflection of our life today. So many people go, well, prove yourself. You have to prove to me you're a good person. You have to earn respect. This was a big one I heard. Some lady told me once, 
You just think that people should respect each other. You just think people should respect you. She goes, you have to earn my respect. I was conflicted. Of course I respect you. That's the way the world is. I respect you because why would I disrespect you? And I do expect you to respect me. Maybe that's too much. But yes, I do. I, I respect you. You should respect others. That, that's, that's how it works. When this woman told me this, I had to look at her differently because I didn't understand why she was so nasty. And then when she said that to my face, I was like, ah, because she was hurt. She was a hurt woman. She was a broken woman. She came from a past. It made sense then. But she didn't hear her words. See, she wasn't hearing what she was saying. She truly believed that somebody has to earn the respect of another. If we go around like that, then the world's going to be a toxic place. If you spend your whole life waiting for people to respect you first, nothing's ever going to happen. You have to be the one to step out and love first and respect first and be the good person first and sometimes that's just the way it is jesus was the one who did it all first and he got killed but he did it and that's the way people are today there's there's many people that are like the pharisees you have to prove to me you have to prove to me i ain't gonna believe you prove to me show me you have to put forth work and make me the focal point now show me all these great works well jesus is like if you believe in god you should just believe right there is where the pharisees showed themselves and their belief in god their belief wasn't truly in god their belief was in the power that they could use his word to control the people around them the fact that they had to sit there and look at Jesus and they were unbelieving. Their hearts were made of stone. They were blinded by greed and power. And then, you know, the disciples that were, and this is what Jesus was saying. He was telling the disciples, don't eat of the word of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, okay? What they're growing with is toxic. It will bind you down. It won't grow you. And they mistook his words and they were like, maybe he's worried about the bread because we didn't bring the bread back. See, they were so conditioned in this world that they were worried about something so petty. And Jesus is like, no, you, the bread ain't nothing. Don't worry about that. I'm not angry about the bread. I don't care about the bread. I just don't want you eating of the word that the Pharisees are trying to feed others. Don't eat of their word. It will destroy you it will buy it won't destroy it will bind you down here's the thing about people who use god's word for their selfish gain it binds you down with fear god is not fear god is perfect love and if there is fear if you fear anything that comes from somebody that is not god god is not fearful god is all loving And then he starts to tell them, I'm going to die. These things are going to happen to me. He's preparing them. I'm preparing you because these things are going to happen to me. 
They're going to. I'm prepared. I got prepared on the mountain the day I fasted 40 days. God is preparing me. I am prepared. I'm prepared to do what it takes because I know because God is showing me. <laughs> God has shown Jesus. That's why Jesus did it the way he did. God showed Jesus what was going to happen. So Jesus could walk in faith. And when Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it with you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. See again. And Jesus turned around and goes, Get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of man. Because see, here was this man, Peter. He was allowing fear to rule over and come at Jesus and be like, No, it won't be this way. And that is, in the spiritual sense, spiritual warfare, the fear in the soul of Peter was trying to hold Jesus back from where God was trying to push Jesus. Jesus is like, no, you ain't going to stop me. Get behind me and get out of my way. Get out of my way. He's telling them, anybody who desires to follow me is going to have to pick up the cross and follow me. You're going to have to lose your life. You're going to have to sacrifice because following Jesus was not going to be easy. They were going to have to follow. God is teaching me how to follow. When you follow somebody who is leading you, you have to surrender completely. You have to trust them against everything the outside storm is going to tell you. You have to know that they are connected to the bigger picture and that you have to trust them completely. And it's hard. The flesh will want to resist and do what's comfortable. God is showing me this. To surrender and follow another person and trust that the fact that they know exactly where they're going and truly that you're trusting that God is leading them in the right direction. It's hard. And he's telling them. You're going to have to let go of yourself. You have to be selfless. You have to let go of wanting to go your own way. And I know what that's like because I've been battling this since September, October. I've been battling this, this internal thing inside of me. I want to go my own way because I think I know what's best. Because like, no, 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 you are going to go this way. It's hard. He's preparing them because things are going to get real. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? You guys, this is so huge. We could have it all. You could have it all. Sure. You could sacrifice it all. Let me give an example. There's a perfect example. A woman, such as I, wants to be well taken care of. I could succumb, I could give in to that easy life and, um, what, what's the term? What's the term? There's a term, there's a term, sugar baby. We all know what that is. It's a woman who gets with a man who has a lot of money. He takes care of her and she's his servant that's basically what it is you do whatever he tells you to do everything and he makes life he pays for everything he gives you money you give him whatever he wants 
But in that, you become bound to that man and you lose your purpose in life. If I was to do something such as that, I would lose this life that I have. I would no longer be going the way that God wants me to go. I would be going the way of a man, which is the way of money, which is the way of greed. I would have to succumb to the leadership of a man who just wants to use me. Therefore, I am selling out myself for money. That's what it is. I'm selling myself out for money because it's comfortable for me that that just like I can't wrap my mind around it so I'm very blunt maybe that's for some people it's not for me but I would be selling myself out I would be selling my soul to a man for money instead of giving my soul over to God which I have done my heart and soul is to God to go the way he's going to take me. I get pick up my cross every day. Life may be a struggle, but I know where God's taking me is the correct way. It's to heaven. It's home. He's putting me where I belong. And that's what Jesus is saying. What profit is it a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Can you imagine the life? Being a slave to somebody that just uses you. They don't love you. They're not in it because they love you. They just can't have you any other way. So they have to buy you as a slave. Just as the Israel sold themselves as slaves, I'm going to sell myself. That's such a good analogy. Ugh. Ugh, I'm disgusted. I got to let it go. But the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and he will reward each according to his works. Jesus does come. He comes as a representative for the word of God. And those who believe will follow him, even in this day in life now. The only way to God is to follow the way of Jesus. You have to. You have to educate yourself. you got to know the way Jesus walked to really make it and make that relationship with God. You have to. You have to understand that sacrifice. All of it. The heartfelt part of it. Each step. You have to feel it. When you begin to feel what Jesus went through in his sacrifice, that's when you really start to grow close to God. There's no other way. You have to. Jesus is the reason we can have a relationship with God. But you have to to understand it, to cross that bridge to God into the kingdom of heaven. You have to. Assuredly, I say to you, there are some standing here who shall not taste death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. I don't know. That's metaphorical. I don't even know. I don't even know what to say about that. I'm going to be honest. Will not taste death. Maybe the death of the ego. Because there's two different kinds of deaths, you guys. Our will die in this world. That's a given. But I've died before. I remember the day my ego died. I journaled about it. It was suffocating. It almost killed me. I thought I had died. 
but it was my ego dying. My ego had to die so that the part my heart could live. But it was painful. It was a painful process. The whole week was painful. I felt like I was dying. And I was. The ugliest part of me was dying. It got suffocated in jail because I could no longer feed the ego that was trying to take over and rule over the heart in which God gave me. And I fed that ego with alcohol and stuff, people, places, and things. Alcohol, justification from my job, and entitlement. That's how I fed my ego. But in jail, it died. That's why God put me in jail. That was the only way he was going to kill that ego inside of me, was to put me in a place I could no longer feed it. So you guys, it's just getting good. It's just beginning with the Pharisees. It's just beginning. Now they're coming face to face. You notice they kind of tiptoed around Jesus. At first they were tiptoeing around Jesus. They started by stirring the pot amongst the people, saying what he was saying was blasphemy. He's... He's working for Satan himself. They're saying all kinds of things around Jesus at first. And then they were conspiring. We're going to conspire. It said it earlier. We're going to conspire. They were conspiring against Jesus. Now they're actually starting to come up to Jesus himself. Notice at first they couldn't go face first to him. Even the greatest sinners could come up to him and go, listen, I'm the greatest sinner. But I believe. But see, the Pharisees, the sneaky Pharisees, they had to go around. They're deceitful. That deceit is within them because they truly don't believe in God. They just use his word. And now they're over here going, show us a sign. But truly, if you truly believed in God, you would have already known by looking at Jesus, you would have felt God. If you truly believed in God. That's why he can call him hypocrites. I love he says hypocrites. It's fake Christian. Hypocrites. I need to switch that word. I'm going to start using hypocrite. Hypocrite. I'm going to highlight it. I'm going to stop saying fake Christian. I'm going to start saying hypocrite. Okay, you guys. That is the end of chapter 16. And tomorrow, Friday, 17. So you go. I hope you guys have a beautiful Thursday. Um, it's been really nice. You know, yesterday, even with snow on the ground, it was super, super, super beautiful. It was so beautiful. It was a beautiful day. I'm super excited. Like, I've been very energized this week. I've been very happy. I hope you guys are happy. So I love you and God bless.